0: Joe
1: and I'm Kirsten.
0: We've served in church leadership for over two decades,
1: and most of that we've been on staff together.
0: We're here to talk about our faith, family, and ministry. Welcome to Under the Hood, and welcome back to Under the Hood, where we are talking about all things related to our family, our faith and our ministry. I'm so glad that you joined us today. And this is a very special day, actually. Actually, it's a very, very, very special day because today is my wife's birthday. So can Mm. everybody just wish Kirsten a happy birthday right now? Thank
1: you. Wherever you're
0: listening to, whatever (laughs) device, and just say, hey, happy birthday, Kirsten. Thank you. How many is it?
1: (gasps) Well, according to the boys this morning, they walked in and said, "Happy birthday, Mom. Happy 60th." I'm oh, like, well, what? You're definitely not 60." Then they came back in the bedroom. "Oh no, sorry. Happy 70th, Mom." <laughs> I'm like,
0: "Rude." I think Neil said something this morning, you know, "Ah, 60, 70th, 40th." What it's, <laughs> does it really matter? And it reminded me of something when I was when I was much younger and how I viewed people who are much older than me. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I was in when I was 16 and 17 years old, the same as our son Neil's age, I played on our church's basketball team. We actually had a church league basketball team. Oh, well, I've got a lot of stories from that.
1: Oh, geez. Yeah, you but, do.
0: but I remember telling <laughs> some of my friends in high school saying, yeah, you know, we, I play in this other league and it's the church league and it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm the only one or two of us that are in high school. There's a couple guys that have already graduated. We got this one old guy who's like 31, but you know he's pretty good. And I remember thinking at the time, <laughs> old guy. <laughs> I saw the old guy is 31. Oh, poor and,
1: 31 year and, old.
0: But now I remember that story because I have to remember that when I'm talking to our 15, 16, 17 year old kids in the youth group, mm-hmm. that's how they see me. Oh, I'm yeah. the old guy, like super old. Yeah, I don't feel old. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't feel like I think old. Right. Uh, but I recognize. In their eyes, I'm ancient. That's right. And so, but no, you're not ancient. And I have to say, Kirsten, you are more beautiful today than when I first met you. Stop. (laughs) But it's your birthday. And here's here's something I learned about. Well, let me back up. Birthdays, when I was growing up, they just, they came around once a year.
1: You had a little (laughs) cake and ice
0: cream. Maybe people would sing to you. I don't remember them being these, this huge... Ordeal.
1: It's it was a big deal in our house. Oh my up. goodness.
0: Well, hey, wh- more than just once a year. This is very true, and I had to learn. There's some things I've had to adapt to, <laughs> because when we first got married, I know you used to challenge me, like, "Why aren't birthdays a big deal?" And I'm like, "Well, well they are. They're a big deal, and I we we acknowledge them. We gave you a cupcake. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, said happy birthday. And but in Kirsten's household, and she can tell you, yeah." Um, you don't just celebrate birthdays, but we also celebrate half birthdays. Half
1: birthdays. That's right. So, so I learn. have
0: to, I mean, I get to go through this twice a year. So you get
1: <laughs> First of all, a half birthday is not quite as important as a real birthday. And some people do celebrate a half birthday if their kid's birthday falls like on a holiday or or something like that like at Christmas time when it's really impossible to do like a birthday party with kids and stuff. So I get that. But no, growing up we had half birthdays and I think my parents actually were intentional about having half birthday celebrations so that we could spend more time together. So it wasn't necessarily like, Oh, you're not, you're like neglected, not get enough attention. It was more like, Hey, as a family, we're going to sit down together. We're going to go out to eat together and we're going to celebrate this person again, because why not? And so we got to pick where we were going to eat and we got one gift and it wasn't wrapped. Those were like the rules of half birthday. So an unwrapped gift and we got to choose where we ate and I would choose. Do you guys remember Ponderosa? Oh, Oh, yeah, so I, I liked Ponderosa, which is kind of really interesting now because I hate buffets now. It's like, super Wait a minute, I gotta stop you because
0: Abby, our wonderful producer, is shaking her head. <laughs> she, Have you she, not heard of Ponderosa? No, oh, oh my goodness, Abby.
1: you're not missing
0: much. So, you've never heard of Ponderosa?
1: Never, okay. I don't know. Is that it- and you're even from the north, yeah. Like, I grew so up in Iowa. Ponderosa and Sizzler or Sizzlin' Sizzler, I think, are the same okay. thing. And so it was like,
0: but that was your restaurant of choice. Yeah, and, and I'm, I,
1: I'm 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 flabbergasted myself right now. But I've heard of
0: Ponderosa. <laughs> I would I'm, never, I'm just shocked that Abby's never heard of Ponderosa. <laughs> I
1: would never choose a buffet at all, ever, forever and ever for me. Or for, to this go. This is true.
0: Kirsten's grossed out I'm by buffets. So she grossed. can't handle the sharing of handles.
1: I can't handle church potlucks. <laughs> I can't handle buffets. I can't handle touching tongs that someone just else touched. It's just, I can't do it. You have but
0: fear of people sneezing into the food.
1: I've seen things happen. And I just can't do you it. You know
0: what? Every church kid that's grown up, they've seen things. They. <laughs> There's not a potluck in the world we have not seen something. Like, I'm gonna tell you this: you- the sickest I have ever yes. been in my life was after a church potluck, and I was I was a kid, and what all I remember. Listen, I know my way around a buffet. <laughs> all right, I let me just I know how to get, I know I know how to navigate a buffet table, and I've been to more po- po- more church potlucks than I can ever rem- ever even recall. But I recall this one. I was I was I think it was in junior high. And there was this big church potluck, and I immediately was drawn to the platter do- of bologna and cheese I do- sandwiches.
1: Who does that?
0: They were cut into triangles.
1: That's so weird.
0: And Ooh, those They look were delicious. bologna and cheese, and they had mayonnaise on them. I love bologna and cheese and mayonnaise. <laughs> it okay? just wasn't
1: jello with nuts and carrots. So oh, you that's are- <laughs> a
0: whole not- that, uh, We'll save that one for another time. All right. But I remember eating it. I remember going, boy, this mayonnaise tastes a little... <laughs> Zingy, I I don't know how to say it. Like it was uh, warm.
1: That should have been like a huge like red
0: flashing I, light. Like I don't know. But spit it, it out of
1: your mouth now. It didn't
0: stop me. <laughs> I just I ate my. I had to eat like ten of those little triangles. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I how remember,
1: did you feel? No, like I
0: remember thinking this something's not right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You and kept going. I kept going. Have another. I, listen, figure
1: out what it is.
0: <laughs> There's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of struggles that people have in life, and <laughs> I'm Lonnie thankful. Cheese sandwiches I'm thankful that I don't have to struggle ice. with a lot of them. But uh, moderation has been a big struggle of mine. But anyway, so oh, I'm no. down downing these things right and left, and I remember even thinking at times something doesn't quite taste right, and then I don't know, an hour or two later, I was <laughs> the sickest I've ever been, and you can just imagine what kind of sick I was and I was sick for days. Yeah. And I I've, I've never been able to approach a bologna and cheese sandwich <laughs> tray at a church potluck. Guess like what? Ever I've again. never
1: served my child bologna and cheese. I don't think my kids would ever even know what a bologna sandwich is cuz ew. But,
0: but the other well, the no, bologna's other, not ew.
1: Mm, it's like spam. <laughs>
0: Right, we'll save that for another day. So
1: the grossest thing I've seen at a church buffet, sorry, I'm not trying to dog church potlucks because some have hey, some been some of the great. best food I've ever yeah. had was on
0: a church potluck yeah. or something. I, However, well.
1: someone did put out a nine by 13 pan of raw chicken.
0: Yep. I remember that. And you I can, was no, like- Now, this was not at our current church. No,
1: no, no, no. We don't and really- And this
0: wasn't even at our previous church. This no. was early on. Early
1: this, on. And I thought- <laughs> Who put that out? It, like, was, it it's was a raw. plate of raw chicken. That's when you pick it up and take it back and put it in the refrigerator and go, that? someone did not bake the chicken, so it doesn't get served.
0: I think somebody was having some problems. Um
1: <laughs> was really just like, huh? I don't know. But yeah, so but, buffets are not my thing. But anyway, What I've, I've learned
0: marrying into your family is that you guys are a lot more festive you yeah. celebrate a whole lot more things. I think birthday that's of my special mom. days. Yeah, yeah. Your mom is very much as your mom, your mom definitely knows how to throw a party.
1: Well, our like, we talked a lot about five love languages growing up. And one of my, probably my love language is gifts. And so one of the things that I feel loved, and I think my mom is the same way. And so she celebrated us well that way. And so I, um, I just, when she celebrated us, that just kind of made us more celebratory. That's the word I'm looking for. So, anyway, I just think that it's fun to celebrate people. And so we do. So, we're
0: celebrating you today. Well, and I am not very good at it. And I've been at this now for many years. And sometimes, some years I win, some years yeah. I don't. Most years I don't. I don't usually ever feel like I live up I to I will it, say the
1: first time we celebrated a birthday together, you got me a wrapped gift. I did. You, you, you bought me a gift and you wrapped it and you gave it to me on my birthday. We weren't
0: even dating yet.
1: No, I don't think, I think we, were. we were
0: just, we were like, we pre-dating. had gone
1: on a date, but like, we were friends, yeah. good friends. So we, were good friends. Yeah. we had to um, clarify that. Yeah. We couldn't be boyfriend, girlfriend. We were good friends, but you gave me a jars of clay CD. I still Not remember. Not just a CD.
0: Wasn't it a record? Wasn't that like a... We're not that old. No, no, it was a weird novelty thing. They released some of their... No, it was a CD. It was a CD? Yeah,
1: because CDs were kind of a cool I thing I think it back was
0: then. a CD. It was jars of clay. Yeah,
1: I still remember and that. And
0: we sat on the front porch. Front of,
1: porch of your house. Yep. yep.
0: I was sharing a house with my brother.
1: Yep, I still I remember that.
0: Well, happy birthday. And I'm we trying went on get, a
1: walk that night on that date. We did. That was it was like, very
0: exciting. So that was...
1: I still remember that, but that might have been the first and last time you gave me a wrapped gift.
0: Oh, come on. <laughs> I think I, it's really <laughs> romantic to say, happy birthday. Here you go. <laughs> Just hand it to you. Why? why? Ooh, no. Hey,
1: no, you, it's not the first, it, it was the first. It's not the last. So.
0: Well, happy birthday today. And I'll say I it will again. say
1: that, um, my birthday is October 3rd. It's when we're recording this. And from early, early, early years, I can't even remember. I have seen 10. Uh, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 10.03 on the clock twice a day for years i rarely miss it so in college i would see 1003 and i'd always point it out to my roommate and so that has kind of been, become this really big deal in yep. with you and i and you still with, point it out to me i still every i day. screenshot it every time i see it on my phone i'll take a picture on the computer we'll be driving in the car
0: and the clock <laughs> in the car says 1003 She'll, hey hey look it's, it's my birth, it's, it's my, my birthday, birthday time yeah it's yep. my birthday time so so
1: i still see that twice a day morning and night well if i'm still awake at 1003 but well, yeah.
0: happy birthday. You are very deserving and loved.
1: Thank you. Foreskin. Let's oh, talk about oh, it. Oh,
0: jeez. <laughs> what in the world? We have
1: been talking about Foreskin for literally four weeks. Like, more than that. Because we have been looking forward to I don't think you can course. just
0: jump into this part and just talk and just say Foreskin. Foreskin.
1: This is the title of this entire segment. Foreskin. Yep. Oh,
0: here geez, we are. <laughs> this is the, it just became the weirdest podcast <laughs> on, on the well, internet. it's
1: biblical. It'll preach.
0: Well, it will. Um, and you did. Okay, why don't you tell people what you're talking about, though? There's got to be some context So here.
1: you've been doing this whole series in Exodus, and we've known it's coming. Exodus 4, 425 specifically. Yes. We've been talking about... Um, the lead up, we keep asking you, how are you going to tackle this verse? How are you going to tackle this There's verse? There is this
0: very bizarre verse, couple verses at the end of chapter four, and I've been challenging people in the church to read ahead, and
1: specifically foreskin on someone's foot.
0: Yes, we're talking about circumcision, and it's just it's just this weird, it's this weird couple verses of the Bible. And so because I've been challenging people to read ahead and a lot of people have read the book of Exodus, they've taken me up on that challenge because that's what we are studying as a church right now. I have had many, many, many people email me, call me, text me. Um, They wanna know what in the world are these couple of verses, what does it mean? We've had multiple discussions about it in life group because we had people in our life group were asking, what is this that we're reading about? And it has actually become kind of funny, but here, I'll tell you what, just listen to this. This is how I, I guess I introduced this to the church this weekend. But we read this really bizarre account and I'm specifically referring to chapter four, verse 24 through 26, where it says that God is about to kill Moses, and that's right. The Bible says that God was about to kill Moses. But his wife steps in and she circumcised their son, rubbed Moses' feet with the boy's foreskin and God stopped being angry with Moses. I know, it's weird, right? It's weird. And I know these verses have baffled many of you because for the past several weeks, I've done nothing but field questions from you about these verses. I started to regret asking you to read ahead. I was like, good grief. No, I'm just, I I don't regret that at all. But a lot of you have asked me questions about this. I I think, honestly, I I can't, I don't know this for a fact, but it feels like that you've asked more questions about these couple of verses in chapter four than I think you've asked me about anything else, which makes me wonder about you, honestly. (laughs) Even my mother, who lives in Oklahoma, who was going through the rescued series with us online called me this past week and wanted to know what was up with this circumcision thing and rubbing it on Moses' feet Now some of you don't even know what I'm talking about So we know you didn't read it <laughs> no, I'm, just kidding. I'm only teasing you. I'm only teasing you
1: Well that's weird It's such a weird verse <laughs> so.
0: It is different I don't know if I'm a really, yeah, I guess we can call some parts of the Bible weird. It just, it's well, it's weird to us. I
1: have never cut foreskin off and laid it on anyone's feet. Well,
0: I would hope not.
1: Yeah, that hasn't happened before. And well, I don't think it ever will.
0: <laughs> it, it is true. But the reason why that verse, these verses seem so weird to us, because it does kind of feel like we're missing some details. Because like one second, one second. God's like, Hey, Moses, you're the guy. And then the very next second the the Bible seems to indicate that there's mm-hmm. some anger towards mm-hmm. Moses, or at least towards a situation. And we know that situation is God's anger is because Moses failed to circumcise his son. And of course the, the backstory of this goes back to Genesis 17 and God created this covenant with Abraham and that every male should be circumcised on the eighth day. It was very specific. Um, and, and, you know, even if you don't fully understand all the reasons for why God had them do it, the reality is this was important to God. He commanded it, mm-hmm. and Moses failed to do it. And I think the implication is, how in the world could God use Moses to go deliver the Israelites if he wasn't faithful in one of the most basic commandments of God? And I challenge the church: is like, is there any area of your life that 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 we could say this is like a basic fundamental fundamental command of God? And we know this is what God wants, but we're choosing to disobey. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the application right. of that text. But I want to tell you something that was really interesting. Okay. Um, when you break it down like that, I mean, the story makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really makes sense in the context. Moses had to make things right before he moved any further. And, you know, there's also some, there's there's other details too, we won't get into right now with it, but on a on a large scale level, that was the issue. Um, It was very interesting. After I preached that sermon, I had someone come up to me and say, Hey, Joe, do you want to know where, you know, do you want to know why this passage of the Bible is a good intersection between the biblical world and the medical world today? And I said, Hey, I'm all ears. Tell me about it. Now, all I'm going to do is share with you what this person told me. This person has a background in nursing. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, do you know why God made them wait eight days to circumcise their boys? And I, honestly, I'm I've been to Bible college and seminary. I never really thought Didn't about you it. Did not
1: go to medical medical school? I did not go to medical school, <laughs>
0: but I said I honestly I'm just straight up I have no idea why God made them wait 8 days. Right. And she told me that it takes 8 days for a baby to be nursing with his mother. It takes 8 days for their bodies to be in a place where um where they could actually in some way, survive a circumcision, mm. and I said I had no idea about that. She and she told me. She said, she said, you know, today when a baby's born, they they give the baby what do they do. They give them a vitamin K shot. You're right. I mean, our right boys away. got it.
1: Yeah, you know, right away. Immediately.
0: Boom. Boom. And.
1: I would say within like, if you, if you haven't had kids, I think they do it like within the first 20, 30 minutes, uh, after the kid is born. Yeah. And,
0: you know, as a new dad, I'm like, I don't know. You just trust the doctors and they they even say, here's the vitamin K shot. Boom. They get it. And, but I guess what the vitamin K does is it helps the, the bodies coagulate blood or whatever it does. And so when you circumcise a baby the next day of life, um, then it's no big deal. But in God's wisdom, he said, you need to wait eight days because as the baby nurses for eight days, that's when the baby is ready to receive a surgery like that when before mm-hmm. it'd be quite dangerous. And and Abby, I mentioned this earlier mm-hmm. and, and you actually told me just a minute ago, you actually did a little reading on this and, and maybe you know more than I do. I have not researched this and I know none of us are experts in the medical world. I just, I found it fascinating where, where, if this is true,
1: You're right. Yeah, and so I, being the Enneagram 5 that I am, (laughs) if you guys know the Enneagram, uh, I love to research, and here's what I found. It says, it's of significant medical importance that male circumcision be carried out on the eighth day after birth, since the level of vitamin K is highest on this day. Wow. And vitamin K plays a pivotal role in regulation and control of the important clotting factors in the coagulation pathway that helps in stopping bleeding. Wow. Wow. So, there is a significance to that day.
0: I had no idea. That's cool. I mean, my mind was like blown away.
1: Super interesting. And they had to do it themselves back then. They didn't have, like, here you go, doctor, take them to the surgical room and do this. They did it themselves.
0: I know. Moses' poor wife. (laughs) I'm going to say this
1: was my responsibility. (laughs) I have two boys, and well, Let's just praise the Lord for well, great medical stuff. You staff. know, this
0: podcast might be moving into some <laughs> uncomfortable territory, but the reality is we don't know how old Moses's boys were. Oh, gee
1: whiz. That is. They could weird. have been full
0: grown adults. We
1: actually did talk about this with our sons the other day. <laughs> we made them really uncomfortable. Oh, this
0: is. Dead. I'm a little uncomfortable <laughs> with you two ladies sitting here. I'll just be honest with you. But you know, um, it's biblical. But you know, it, it's a fascinating account. And the more I've. You know, this is the first time I've really studied it out. And I've learned so much from just these couple of verses. You know, again, the broad application is that God was angry with Moses or God was angry at the situation because Moses had not obeyed. And this needed to get right. Right. This had to break. Moses cannot lead uh, the nation of Israel who their very purpose was to be set apart, to be a holy people. God would be their God and, and and they would be his people. And they'd be an example to the whole world of what holiness separate looks like. And Moses can't lead this separate group if he has not proven himself or shown himself to be separate as well. So, but anyway, I I just, I really got into this and dug into these details and, and it hit me. I, I don't think Moses's children were children still when this happened. And awkward. I, that yeah, awkward. And, and can you imagine Zipporah, Moses wife? She's like, all right, Hey, <laughs> I'm going like, to, I'm going to need you to sit still gonna- for just a minute. And if you don't do this, your dad's going to die. I, I this <laughs> This is, we're on a rescue mission of your father now. And I don't know, there's so many things, but it was so fascinating. You never really know what's going to spark the curiosity of the congregation. Mm -hmm. And this was so widespread. I had so many questions about it. it
1: made everybody kind of scratch their head because it's such an odd verse. And it's just the whole situation is so different and it's trying to understand why would you do this and why did you cut the skin off and put it on his feet and so many different levels and like parts to this that you're like, huh? Well, there
0: are even more parts than I even, even chose to get into um, in my sermon. It's just, sometimes you can overwhelm people with details Details. and information that they can miss the Mm -hmm. point. But, but there is answers to all of those questions that you talked about. And there's reasons why she did what she did, Mm -hmm. but she acted more faithfully than Moses in that, situation and where you have Moses still kind of being reluctant mm-hmm. or we don't really know what the issue was, why he chose not to do it. But anyway, then, it
1: would be interesting to know how old that kid was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, interesting or weird.
1: Well, I'd like to know. Of course, we're I looking mean, at it
0: through our lenses. Yeah. But we, you know, we're this, this procedure is done on boys well, when they're a day old
1: now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, well, unless eh, not well, I'm always. sure they do adult
0: circumcisions too, but that's another day that conversation for another talk. podcast. But, you know, I, I just got to say when, when that lady, when she told me about that, about how eight that medical days, world, yeah. eight day, I just blew me away going, isn't it true? God knows what right. he's doing. And you know what? I, I tried to make this point on, on my sermon is that God never asks us to understand everything he's doing. Mm-hmm. He just says, you need to trust me in this. You know, why on the eighth day? Did anybody ever argue with God? Why do I have to wait eight days? Wouldn't it just be easier if I did this right away? But you don't question God in his wisdom knew that it was on the eighth day that that boy would be able to survive that or that boy would be in Mm -hmm. much better position medically to have that procedure, Mm -hmm. that that is the best day to do it. Nobody understood that back in the day. God knew it. We just mm-hmm. trust him. It's a great example mm-hmm. of that. Now, Kirsten, something I know you've been laughing a lot about. You've shared this with our life group. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a little bit of something. My wife, Kirsten, finds humor in the weirdest of things. <laughs> and so not she did her own deep dive on this whole circumcision thing. And she found a translation of the Bible. Yeah. In fact, Kirsten, what you just tell them about so, it?
1: So one of my... Um, if I need to read... The Bible in a different way. I sometimes will turn to. I use you version on my the Bible app on my phone,
0: which is also the the version they can get through our church's app.
1: Yeah, it's an excellent uh, Bible app. So if you don't have it, it'll actually read it to you. But it has all these different versions, um, translations that translations you can go and to,
0: paraphrases. Yep. And,
1: and so this one I found it's called the Hawaii Pigeon Bible. The
0: Hawaii Pigeon Bible. Yeah, And I know nothing about this. And
1: I can't remember back when I actually put it on my phone, because you have to download different uh, translations and paraphrases and stuff, because you can get the message, the NIV, all those different ones. But I have the Hawaii Pigeon Bible, and so I was going to read it. It's... um, Actually, the Hawaii Pigeon Bible, Exodus is called Out of Egypt, um, 425. Yeah, but
0: before you read it, I'm just trying to think. Obviously, these translations of the Bible or these paraphrases, you know, this is a very specific one. Hawaii, what'd you say? It was Hawaii Pigeon?
1: Hawaii Pigeon Bible. So
0: who... Who would this be targeting? Who, who Who is this version of the Bible intended for? Maybe once you read it, yeah. maybe we can kind of find out. Well, like,
1: bear with me because I obviously don't. Uh, you're
0: you're going to read it exactly read it. how it's ex- written.
1: This is exactly it is. And this is the is.
0: verses from Exodus chapter 4. Exodus the,
1: chapter 4, verse 25. And it is this. But Moses' wife Zipporah, she take one knife, the kind they make from flint kind rock, and right then and there, she cut skin her boy. She take the small piece of skin, she went cut off and touch Moses' feet with him and tell him, "I never cut skin to like God when tell Abraham for do and get blood all over." I know more husband. Exodus 425.
0: <laughs> I'm fascinated. So I, I'm going to have you do all the scripture reading <laughs> on Sunday mornings from now on. And I think the Hawaii pigeon Bible is going to be the Bible, the translation or the paraphrase of choice. Do we know so, well,
1: once in a while, I'll text this to our life group just to give them some Something to think deep about, and you know, also just to kind of laugh about. But it, it brings the topic up of what we're. See, talking I've got about, all these so. verses
0: coming in my mind now about. <laughs>
1: you want to know? What
0: I'm going to start looking up some things. <laughs> Do we know anything about the Hawaiian pigeon? What is that for?
1: So Hawaiian pigeon. It's not pigeon like the bird. It's P I D G I N. Right. It's a spoken language, mm-hmm. and it's an English-based Creole language spoken in Hawaii. An estimated six hundred thousand residents of Hawaii speak it.
0: So this is a real thing.
1: So they might. This is maybe what they use at the churches in Hawaii.
0: We're going to need to look into. Do this we a have little any
1: Hawaii residents six, listening to our podcast? Six hundred
0: thousand people speak like that. And so this is somebody trying to put the Bible in In, the tongue. like something that they understand So it's not not necessarily a written language. So that is a, they're writing in English as a way to make it sound like they would, it's a spoken language. It's a
1: spoken language.
0: So it's not really a written language, it's a spoken language. Yeah. And they can get that on version.
1: Yeah, it's on the U version app, and and I think when you search for this translation, um, you have to spell out Hawaii pigeon. And like uh, Abby said, it's P I D G I N. We'll put it in the show notes because right, we'll it is. It is. It, it's, it's interesting to look at. I think it is because it's also for us. It's funny but um, we've we've used it on a couple different
0: verses I think it's fair to say that it's probably children. not a a true translation. I want <laughs> to be not clear What
1: you're going to use? I want to be very clear
0: weekend. with everybody I we have said translation. I'm going to say it's more of a paraphrase, and we won't get into that right now. There's a huge difference between a I translation know. of the text versus a, a paraphrase. paraphrase. And I would say that's a paraphrase, but that's actually pretty funny. That's yeah. that's pretty good. See, I feel like... Um,
1: My favorite part is when he says, or when it says, I know more husband.
0: I know more husband? <laughs> I know more husband. In other words, he's going to die if I don't do something. <laughs> That's how she says it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty You know, funny, I don't so. know
0: if we've added any value to anybody's <laughs> life with today's conversation. But I've had a good time talking about it. And like Deep spiritual if somebody asked me, what was your last episode about? Foreskin. Foreskin. You know, in our very first podcast that we did about a month ago, we talked a lot about why we call this under the hood, right? because that's phraseology that we use here around the office quite a bit with our staff and Mm -hmm. our key leaders, that when you serve at a certain level, you are really under the hood. You get the behind the scenes, nitty gritty, nitty gritty, you get in the deep. And so part of our desire for this podcast is to get under the hood Mm -hmm. and give um, anybody who would care to listen to this. Hey, speaking of under, under the hood, you were under the hood again this week. I, Literally, physically. That is very true. I, I fixed my car. I know this isn't
1: a car show, but you did. You fixed another. car. Well, no, it's the same car. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Still had
0: Volkswagen. It's actually a really good car, but it, sometimes it gets these issues. <laughs> and, no, no, no. It, 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 it had little. Um, he it fixed had, it. It had. It just it died right. on me a couple times, and
1: I know we did this episode was, one, but we're going to constantly keep you updated. How many times Joe is actually? This actually turned hood. out well.
0: What was happening is that every time you put gas in it, it wouldn't start.
1: It was a weird. Thing. It was a
0: weird phantom issue. Our son issue. would
1: call us and be like, "Hey, I filled it up with gas and uh, it won't start again." We're like, "What?"
0: Yeah, and it just started acting funny, and and this has been going on for months. And so sometimes it do it, sometimes it won't. So I started to research this, and it gave us issues the other day. And so come to find out, and this is actually a good analogy in life that sometimes you know, you know, what we fear is going to be this big thing. Turns out to be just a little simple fix. Well, the little you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the evap solenoid.
1: Oh yeah. The so evap actually, solenoid. The evap oh, solenoid. And, of course. And That's s- the first thing we should have checked. It
0: was the first thing that came to my mind <laughs> when I, when this is must be the evap <laughs> solenoid. But anyway, it turned out I was, um, the, the card, the, the car threw up a little, um, The, 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 um, the motor, the check engine light. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. The check engine light came on. So that always freaks me out. So I have a little code reader. I stuck it in the, the port and it spit out this code. I looked it up and then I looked it up online and there was all these videos specifically about Volkswagen Jettas and this specific problem. And one of the mechanics outlined exactly what was happening, why it was happening and how to fix it. And I thought, holy cow, I can do that. And it was like a 15-minute fix. Just popped the hood, and the, the sensor sits right at the front. Just unplugged it. Easy peasy. It, went out and bought another one. and, and Another
1: uh, solenoid.
0: An EVAP solenoid. EVAP
1: solenoid, yeah. And I
0: just plugged it in. Boom. You just
1: walk up to the counter and say, yeah, sir, yeah, I need an EVAP solenoid. Yeah, you know,
0: I've got a such and such <laughs> on the such and such. And then, you know, I need an EVAP solenoid for that. <laughs> and they gave it to me. I'm gonna and go I came into home. a
1: car shop sometime and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm having some car trouble. I need an evap solenoid, please. yeah.
0: So whenever somebody says to me in the future, having a little trouble with my car, i like, have you checked the evap solenoid?
1: <laughs> they were like, No, I don't drive a Jetta.
0: It was literally almost plug and play. It was like That's two awesome. hoses and a clip. It was easy. But anyway, under the hood, yeah, this not a isn't me-
1: a car show, but we tend to have a lot of But
0: if somebody shows me on YouTube and it's just plug and play, I can usually do it. So <laughs> But anyway, uh, I am proud of myself just to say that. I'm proud of you. But anyway, we call this Under the Hood. We want people to have a little bit i want to have a little underhood look at the church, and and um, that's where things can get right. messy. Sometimes I mean, that's where life can be hard. That's where relationships can get tricky. That's where a lot of this stuff. So, and we want to be under the hood when it comes to our ministry, when it mm-hmm. comes to our faith, and you know, when appropriate, our family. And and um, you guys know I'm a huge Chiefs fan. I'm gonna let you in a little bit under the hood in my life. Um, mo- it's not under the hood that you know I'm a Chiefs fan. I love the no. Chiefs, but my son Brock is also a huge, huge. Chiefs fan. He was
1: born and, and raised in Kansas. If you so. are a
0: Chiefs fan, then you know that on Sunday night, which would be last night, October second, uh, we played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, and we smoked them. I mean, we absolutely ran the field with them, and I love watching Tom Brady get whooped on. And uh, and my Chiefs, you know, I still got pain from the Super Bowl a couple <laughs> years ago, and um, and so it was just something very awesome about in that stadium. Against that team and having the Kansas City Chiefs just absolutely run the field with them, and I was loving every second of it. And there is a song in our family. It's it's actually an artist by the name of Tech Nine. Don't recommend his music, all of you out there. (laughs) But he is a huge Kansas Kansas City Chiefs Chiefs fan, and so he wrote a song and that he's updated several times because his players changed, he names players, and so it's this song. And um and Brock came into the house uh, into the living room and he was completely decked out, decked out. Head to toe. It, it's not quite it,
1: winter yet, but he's in long winter pants. He has his Kansas... Long yeah. winter sweatshirt. Kansas City jersey. Patrick his Mahomes, Mahomes jersey. Is, yes. Mahomes hair. He had his number one finger for the Chiefs number one. Yes. And he, he, he walks kept.
0: in and he turns on this Tech 9 Red um, Kingdom. Red Kingdom song. And he started to dance. Oh, yeah. And Kirsten filmed it. And yep. it just killed me. It was so funny how hyped he was and how excited he was for this chiefs game I
1: posted it on my social media account but we'll we'll post it in the show notes if he gives us permission to because he everybody who's been commenting is like he's got some moves i know and
0: the second he was done dancing um you asked him right away hey can i post this online and to my surprise i
1: know you know brock brock
0: brock is 14 and to my surprise he was like yeah post it like no big deal he is
1: He's a proud Chiefs fan. A
0: very proud Chiefs fan. He and was so, so
1: excited about the game, and he, he he pretty much took all that heavy stuff off pretty quickly, as he, as quickly as he could, because it got pretty warm in the house. And we keep our house pretty cold, but he, he was like, okay— jersey gone, sweatshirt gone. He's just in his Kansas City Chiefs shirt during the game. But That's right. he's got a blanket and a pillow. I mean, when it's a Chiefs game, the living room goes from our gray couch to tons of red. All Absolutely.
0: Over the place. Chiefs is a big deal. So, But
1: I fell asleep on the game.
0: If you're interested, you can watch that video, <laughs> but one thing that you are never going to see is me do the same dance.
1: That's all for today's show. We want to thank our amazing producer, Abby O'Brien. Be sure to check out our show notes and the links for things that we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us on
0: Under the the hood. Hood, Not a Car Show.